What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, and I need a Ric Flair woo, for today's show. We're going to have some fun. Before I bring my guest on, message of the week. It's short and sweet, but powerful. Health equals wealth. I think uh, my guest today will likely agree with that. We'll kind of peel that apart as we go. With that, I'd like to welcome to the show, Logan Mandeville. We're zooming all the way to Lewisburg, West Virginia today. Uh, He is a personal trainer. He's a model. He's also a businessman, like my man, Ric Flair. Boats and hoes. (laughs) So we're going to talk about uh, the fitness industry, which is something dear to me, Um, something that I've been involved in for quite a while as well. And, and business too, which I love. So welcome to the show, Logan. Thanks for coming on. Got to un, un, unmute, Logan. There you go. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, Lewisburg, West Virginia, born and raised? Yes, sir. Nice. Awesome. The, those fancy hills. Uh, we were talking just before the show. I'm a Southern boy myself from Nashville, lived in Virginia for quite a while as well and have family from Morgantown, but I've never, the only time I've been, I've been through that little pass on 81 <laughs> that cuts through West Virginia. You're there for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I just always thought it was a small state because it's just like you're in now real fast. <laughs> um, I used to, when I, w- I went to school for music and I used to, um, play like the the college circuit in Virginia. So I was in like Harrisonburg and Lexington and Blacksburg and all those towns a lot, which is that's like just across the border from where you're at, right? Yeah, I'm literally like 10 minutes from the Virginia border. Yeah. South side. Beautiful mountains, really beautiful mountains. Yep, it it's is. Great, great stuff. Um, so how did you get into, first of all, just fitness? How, what, was, what was that that attracted you? Were you like a high school athlete? people in your family what brought you into the fitness world yeah so I'd always been a sports guy I started playing football first grade and I played all the way up until 10th grade where I actually suffered a concussion I had to quit playing yeah so anyways my freshman year we were introduced to the weight room we used to do all season workouts we'd start in like January our season started in August so we'd be in the weight room we worked out at 5 a.m before school it's not fun and I really didn't, it was funny because I really didn't like fitness at that time. I was just getting into it. Um, our coaches were hard on us. I was kind of just going through the motions. I didn't really, I didn't really like it at that point. And then we played our ninth grade season. I was a running back. I was really small. And we were a triple A school, which I mean, there was like, West Virginia goes up to like 4A. So we were like close ups. We were playing the bigger teams and stuff. And I was just getting kicked around. I was so small. I might have been like, five foot 11 150 pounds of running back it was not cool yeah me and one of my friends we decided after season because we had like a three-month period in between time that our team workout started so we're like all right let's just me and you go to the gym every morning for school we started that we didn't still didn't really know what we were doing we went on google and like put together a little plan and we started going stuck with it i started seeing some results so i was like cool now, that's the point where I really fell in love with it. And then my injury happened 10th grade year. It was like our third game, third game in the season, and I had to quit playing because yeah. it's hard to tell me concussions I've had in the past. So that kind of gave me the transition into fitness. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a 
Instagram page dedicated to fitness. Well, I did this for two reasons too. I don't, I've never really told too many people this. So I started posting my fitness results like on my main Instagram page where all my high school peers followed me and family and stuff. Let's just say the people in my high school didn't like it too much. They're calling me cocky, calling me a douchebag. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to start this page. Whoever can follow me, if they want to follow me, can follow me. And I did that. I just got really consistent with posting. And I met some other, like, young fitness athletes on Instagram. We had, like, groups. And they were starting to blow up. And my page was just stuck. Like, maybe within the first year, I got to, like, 2K, 3K. And it was my second year. Their thing kind of popped off. I got to 10K, 20K. And I actually got in touch with a team out of Canada. They're hard Magnum or Magnum Nutraceuticals. It's a supplement company. It's one of their Canada's biggest and I got to travel to expos with them, just represent the brand. It was really cool. So that kind of that gave me the vision. I was like, wow, I can do a lot of stuff. Then after that, I got some clothing sponsors. And last year, literally, it would have been this time last year, I went to New York City for my first modeling like agency. I met them. That didn't work out. So I just did my own stuff for a bit. Now I'm with a new agency. That's kind of how that went. And you, did I see a picture or a post of you on like GQ or something like that? Or was that, you know, um, maybe it was a Calvin Klein ad. Was that what it was? No, I haven't got to do anything too big with modeling just yet. I'm still within my first year and I had to work on a few things, uh, especially as another thing. Whenever I first signed, I was really, I was a bodybuilder. That's what I was doing was bodybuilding. Yeah, and they wanted me to be a fashion model because I have like a look or something for it and I was cool with it basically my chest was 45 inches and I needed to be 40 or under because right. it's not like the male fashion industry like guidelines you have to fit in a medium-sized jacket this is like everyone so I spent like six months losing some size but I'm about ready to go now I had this kid that worked for me that was he was in the similar category. He was, he was a little bigger and, uh, and they were constantly telling him he had to, he had to shrink for modeling, but he had like these fitness goals. Uh, he was a, he was a high school football player too. And wanted to, uh, he wanted to get big and they were like, I mean, we like skinny girls. <laughs> for the modeling. Um, did you ever wrestle? Did you do any wrestling in, in school? I wrestled my sixth grade year. I was not good. I was not athletic at the time. I was kind of like skinny fat. And I remember I did one meet. I got my butt kicked. I quit. I was going to play again. I was going to wrestle again in high school because I was like my senior year. I had a good bit of muscle, but I decided not to. I just focused up on fitness. Yeah. Um, I've heard uh, more recently that that football players probably suffer more concussions than like boxers and MMA fighters. It's like a really high percentage of guys that get concussions. And like you said, you don't even know it. Like you don't even know how many times you've been concussed and it shows up much later in life. Well, I can't, there's some name of some disease. A lot of NFL players yeah. have when they quit. And I, like I was saying, I've, I've been running back for 10 years, and especially middle school, everything. I was just getting my head beat in every yeah. play. So it's hard to tell how much damage I took to my head. So I'm happy I got out when I did. And, um, one of the promo pictures I used for today's show, you were you were you were in boxing gloves. Do you, do you do some boxing as well? That was just for a picture. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll punch I'll punch the bag sometimes for cardio, but yeah, I haven't gotten to boxing. Though. No boxing, gotcha. 
Um, so you, this this time frame you were talking where you really started to uh, to blow up on Instagram, especially what what year was that? Like 2018, 2019? When are we talking? That would have been 2019. 2019. Yeah. Um, and was that really like the fuel for you? Uh, you know, the kind of catalyst to say, I think I'm going to pursue this. And and you got to see like a little bit of the business side of it, and you were like, yeah, this this could be viable. Yeah, especially after I got on with that team and we went to the Arnold Expo. I was like one of the youngest sponsored athletes there. I was like, you know, this is cool. I got something going here and I just ran with it from there. And and what's your opinion on on companies like that? Like I've I've been doing some brand work with uh, FNX, the the clothing brand I'm wearing now. They do supplements and they do workout gear. Um honestly, like any supplement brand, they're gonna make a lot of stuff that like fad supplements like they don't a lot of stuff is pointless like i'd say the only supplements you really that actually do anything is going to be creatine and protein i mean some of the other ones may have some aspects but a lot of these companies hard magnum to do this by the way but a lot of these companies have like these big claims like oh if you take our fat loss pills you're going to lose two pounds a week now it doesn't and a lot of people i mean it could help like a lot of them have like thermogenic um products in them which is good it's gonna make you sweat more so if you put in the work you probably could but a lot of people also think that they can just sit on the couch and take these pills it's not how it works so it's just i don't know it's a lot of blurred lines and and when you say protein do you include like bcas in that yeah i like i like bcaas a lot help me stay full so personally for me like i i started using them i wasn't really using supplements prior i would take you know i would do like anti-inflammatory kind of things more from a holistic uh angle not like uh i try to avoid like ibuprofen but um i was taking magnesium just to help you know with recovery and and to help uh with sleep and then a, a couple holistic things for inflammation like arnica you know things like that um, but when these guys reached out to me, I was like, all right, let me, let me give it a try. Cause it was working out like every day, sometimes twice a day. Um, and I found like the recovery stuff as I'm like, I'm almost 45 years old, you know, you know, bounce back the same way you used to, you know, <laughs> and, and like some of those things like BCAs, I'm like, oh my God, like, it's just like, it doesn't, I'm not getting any bigger, but I just feel like my energy is is there the next day and creatine too i don't you know again i've I've gotten like jacked because of it um but i I definitely feel like oh okay like i'm running all these businesses i've got three kids and i'm trying to maintain like you know a youthful athletic uh you know regimen and and i did i do notice a little difference with it where i just like recover a little better i'm not as fatigued especially with the soreness i do a lot of uh gymnastics based workouts as well and, you know, if you don't do that all the time, you come out after a couple of weeks and man, you're like, you're, <laughs> you can't lift your arms, you know? And uh, so you, you, you would agree you're an advocate of that, that they, they will help with your recovery, at least to an extent. And it's not all about just like packing it on. It's also about your ability to like maintain your energy and continue to go about your day. If you have a job, it'll be just a little bit easier to do your work if, you, if you've gotten some decent recovery stuff in you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not some magic pill, but it's definitely going to help you with your day to day. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we're going to take our first break. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. We're going to pick up and, and talk about like the real business of fitness and uh, what's what's possible for the future. And also like what happened over the last year with the fitness industry, because it was not easy, but 
but some people, some people pulled it off. So hang tight, everybody. We'll be back in just a few. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. If you're just tuning in, again, you're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Today, we are zooming to Lewisburg, West Virginia, talking to Logan Mandeville. He is a personal trainer. He's a model. He started his own personal training company. Now, talked about his background coming up uh, in you know team sports, uh, mainly football, getting into being a little guy, getting knocked around. I know something about that. I'm about <laughs> like 5'10 and 155. And uh, yeah, I train jujitsu. And uh, that's a grappling, you know, grappling sport if you're not familiar with it. And uh, weight definitely helps in 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 jujitsu. And I don't have it, <laughs> so I got my techniques got to be on. Uh, otherwise, I just get smashed. Uh, you're gonna have to unmute yourself again, Logan, before we hop back on. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So I know I know a little something about that, but I just you know my whole life I've never been able to break like 155. I've just been tiny frame. I'm okay with that. A little more stealth, a little more cat like. Um, but yeah, that shit don't work so well in football. <laughs> Just kidding. Not fuck around. No. <laughs> That's really fast. I mean, I had a little bit of speed, but it just, they would run me up the middle. I don't know why. I wasn't right. really <laughs> I think they get knocked out. Right. They're like, yeah, boy, just run it right up the middle there. They, they were placing bets on how long you were going to stay awake for. 
Um, so you, you worked, you teamed up with this, uh, supplement company out of Canada and started going, um, going to expos. And what was the real, like, what was the real, like, aha moment where you were like, I want, this is going to be a business and I'm going to do it. Like, this is a good business and I want to, I want to stick with it. Well, one, like I said, I was among one of the youngest sponsored athletes there. And this is Arnold's uh, world's biggest expo. There's thousands of vendors there. So that was one thing that kind of, I was like, dang, this is really cool. The second thing was I had people, like, I didn't even have, I was at like 30K, 40K. But I guess I was pretty popular in the team fitness space. I had people coming up to me at the expo, like, wanting me to sign their weightlifting belts. And it just blew my mind. Like, I was like, <laughs> this is some small town kid from West Virginia. So that that really took, I was like, you know, I feel like I have some influence. I'm not going to do something in this space. So put my head down and I worked. And that's the beauty of digital marketing and social media is, is your outreach in the way that, you know, um, you can just, you can affect and, and get recognition from exponentially more people than you would if you were just like working regionally, you know, like pre-digital. Um, that's, that's really amazing. And, and what would you say was like the biggest contributor to you growing your account to that point? Cause you're, you're, I mean, you're sizable numbers right now. <laughs> is it only on Instagram? I mean, I know you're on Twitter and LinkedIn and, and Facebook. Is, is Instagram like your, your main. Uh, Instagram, would, Instagram would be my main. It's what I'm most proud of. I do have TikTok. I'm at, about 410k or so um i was growing really i was growing really good on that i hit a block and i've been stuck on that block for like six months i'm trying to get out of that but instagram is definitely my main one the biggest contributor i would say would probably be consistency and changing up the type of content i put out i mean i'd stay within my niche my what people want to see but i like to switch it up and get creative with it especially with my modeling shots like i'll just think out of the brain like what can I do? What can I do? And it's hard for me here because what I do, it's funny. I'll set up like a tripod, put the camera, and just take a ton. Of, I mean, I'll take pictures for like two hours a day, and I'll get through, pick the perfect one, edit it. It's really, I mean, a lot of hard work goes into it. People don't think so. Social media, like, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like a full-time job. So you're doing most of your own photography at this point? Yeah. Yeah. For now, at least. A lot of underwear pics. I was like... <laughs> trying to find some stuff for like marketing. And I was like, I mean, I, I'm, I've, I've got no shame. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm kind of a, that's the goal. I want to be a Calvin Klein underwear model. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Oh, that's what that post was about then. You were just like mm-hmm. putting it out in the universe. Good. Sometimes you just have to do that. That's great. And then um, TikTok, when did you get, when did you get started on there? I got started on TikTok two and a half years ago okay so you've been at it for a while yeah i got lucky and got the one whenever it was still in the beginning yeah and when did you when did you really start to like escalate there honestly probably after like a month or two of having it there was a point where i was gaining 30k followers a week for a while my all my posts were going viral i also have a lot of them go viral but it's definitely a lot less than it was i'm trying to figure out like what the issue is there well, it's interesting. So I started on TikTok um, probably like the end of 2019. And I was mainly using it for business stuff. So I, you know, we'd be at the restaurant and I would do a video of like the bartenders and everything. Or I, we have a wine store as well. And I would do cool stuff. You know, I would just do like these funny little videos. But I just wanted the music because, you know, you can't rip that music 
like if I posted a video to Facebook and just like drop, you know, a P Diddy beat, you know, in premiere rush and then put it on Facebook, they'd be like, yo, you can't do that. <laughs> um, but when you do it through, through TikTok, there's, there's no issue. And um, so that was like the main attractive feature for me at first. And I just kept posting and posting. And then when it was, once everything shut down, you know, like last March, that's when I started to gain a lot of followers. I'm nowhere near you, but like it, it, you know, grew really fast. And it, it was because I was posting uh, jujitsu techniques. Like I was, I was teaching and the school shut down and a lot of the students didn't know, they were like, I don't know what to do. You know, we can't go to the dojo and everything. And like, I didn't have time to like personally teach them all. So I was like, I'm just going to start posting videos. So my wife trains as well. So we would just do it in our apartment. And like, I noticed a, big a huge uh increase in the amount of people putting fitness stuff on tiktok so that's likely what happened to you is like you were probably in an area where there was much less competition because prior to to last march the average age i think of a tiktok user was probably about nine years old right and they're not putting up like you know impressive fitness stuff at least yours was probably like pretty impressive but i just started to notice like a huge influx of uh fitness people on tiktok um and and like if you went it you went to like you know fitness hashtag or workout hashtag or something like that it was just like exploding and all of a sudden it was like adults that were that i was seeing in my feed and not children anymore so that probably detracted from like your your captive audience especially if you say it happened like around six months or so ago that was when like people like me started to like get a lot of followers. And so sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I find like TikTok is really funny because even with my videos, I would have videos that were hitting like, you know, 50,000 views, like pretty regularly. Um, and, and working with like, uh, you know, hashtags like Brazilian jujitsu, jujitsu, so on and so forth. And then like, I'll go through these periods and even friends of mine who were, who are more like in your realm where they have like hundreds of thousands of followers and they were like, every video they were posting was go viral. All of a sudden, like everything dropped for them and they, they would, you know, only get like a couple thousand views or whatever per, per post. And then it shoots back up. So I noticed that it goes through these fluctuations. I almost feel like it's TikTok kind of saying, change it up a little bit. Stop using the same hashtags that you were talking about on Instagram. Like, you know, they're, they're rewarding a little bit more creativity where if you're like, you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And like, yeah, yeah, that's good. People are, people are checking it. But I feel like every now and then they'll just take a week and they're like, nah, we're cutting you off, son. You got to do They something. probably do. Who knows? It's hard to tell. Because it's funny, like the hashtags that I often use won't even like show up. And I'm like, that's weird. And then like a week later, it's all back again. And I'm like, okay, they're just, they're just fucking with me now, which is fine. I don't care, you know, but, um, and then, so how, how did social media, how did like TikTok and Instagram in particular help you start to like grow a business in fitness? Well, to be honest, uh, Manville Fitness, my company, I'm just, I'm still in the beginning of it. I've trained people in the past. I never had like a legitimate business. I kind of just did on the side. But honestly, just the influence, like I put out value. People like the, um, I was talking about, they DM me, we get on the call, we talk for a little bit and just decide to move forward with me and work with me. But so this, you're is getting, first, this is like but, my first time actually like legitimately doing it, like doing it on a way bigger scale than I was going to do it in the past. Right. So uh, for you, it's just like lead generation. You're putting out videos. I even saw one on, on Mandeville Fitness's account where you just were doing like a Q&A 
you were like taking questions from people. Was, was it, uh, were you just doing like an Instagram live? Yeah, that's fine. And, and people were dropping uh, questions in the in the comments, and you were answering them. So for you, it turns out it turns into like lead generation, and then people will follow up through DMs or whatever. And then, um, are you doing are you doing some in person? Well, we're going to take another break in a minute, so I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. But I do want to talk about like how COVID impacted, uh, especially personal trainers. Are you doing a, a mix of like virtual and in person? No, just virtual for now. Just virtual, uh, yeah. I plan on moving to Miami at the end of the year or towards this time next year. I'm not in too big of a rush, but the goal is eventually to open like a little studio up there and train in person as well there. But I definitely want to train in person. Just where I live, our gym, you can't even train anyone in there. Like they won't let you. So. Yeah. So what's it like in terms of just regulations where you're at? Like, can, can you go out to eat without a mask on? Can you go to the store without a mask on? Or is it still like kind of harsh and, West Virginia only really shut down for like two months last year, like in the beginning. I mean, we still, we had to wear masks, we had to wear masks at the gym for a while. And they just recently recently lifted that up, right? Like a month ago. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy about that. I hated working out, get sweaty. Sucks. It sucks. You need to breathe to work out. And this should make it hard to breathe. I mean, here, here it's still pretty harsh. They're just starting to lift things, but like, you know, at work, like when I'm at the restaurant for eight hours, you just have to have it on, you know, and the wine store too. Now they're, they're saying, you know, for, for people vaccinated, if the business chooses to allow vaccinated people to not wear masks, it's up to them, but it's at least allowable now. But I think here they're about to lift everything. They said, the governor said once the vaccination rate hits 70%, uh, they're going to lift the regulations and they're at like 69 point something right now. So it could happen like this weekend, but yeah, man. It's hard to work out like that. It really sucks. Um, so, so things have been been like quasi normal there for a little while now, where you can, yeah. you can kind of yeah. come. Yeah, we small town. Yeah. I mean, I traveled. I went to, like I said, New York City and Florida and stuff. So I've seen like how strict you guys yeah. were. There does like here, not there was nothing. So you were you were here once things were shut down. Yeah, I came up there this time last year, and you guys yeah. were like the hot spot that fucking, was the week. <laughs> fucking riots and shit it's like you got the real new york, new york look man <laughs> it's how we party we set police vans on fire that was like it's crazy because that was exactly a year ago this week and that shit was like 10 blocks from my house there's like i'm like yo y'all out of your mind it was nuts they were 2020 man 2020 was not cool crazy there were helicopters overhead like all the time and i would watch them and if they turned towards my neighborhood i'd be like no 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 no. (laughs) y'all need to go the other way um we got through it somehow it's crazy really crazy all right we're gonna take another break we'll be back in just a minute everybody hang tight you're listening to talk radio nyc uplift educate empower Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Folks, welcome back again. You're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Today, talking to personal trainer and model, fitness guru, Logan Mandeville. Uh, we're talking about um, leveraging social media, using that as a lead generator. He's a great example if you want to you know, kind of study how to do that, where um, you know, just through his posts, doing Q&As through Instagram Live and, and regular uh, kind of um, fitness videos and tips, uh, he's he's created a steady stream of lead generation where he's just getting direct messages, people asking uh, mainly for virtual uh, instruction right now. And I'm, I'm guessing you, you've monetized at this point. You're like charging money for this service. Nice. That's fucking amazing. Um, I was, I had a, another very legendary uh, social media um, person at my restaurant the other day. Um, and we were talking about how like we're in this business where we constantly have to like, buy product and make stuff and do all this stuff for in exchange for the money that we get. And at the end of the day, there's just not that much left over. And I was like, man, we just got to sell information at this point. Like we, you know, again, we're not getting any younger. Um, and, and that's, it's, it's really great to see somebody um, your age taking that on and, and, and seeing those opportunities already um, because it is much more profitable than, you know, like if you were like uh an apparel company or a supplement company, you would I'm not saying don't do it. And those are good, you know, those are good uh, offshoots potentially of a brand. I think, you know, you'll see like a lot of, uh, a lot of fitness guys that will like uh, partner up, you know, like Joe Rogan partnering up with like own it, you know, and um, uh, just endorsing their product, but like not being pot committed to all that production. It's rough. 
Um, and, and we were just starting to talk about, um, you know, COVID and its effect on the fitness industry. Um, were you, were you, had you started this process prior to last March or is this something that kind of kicked off for you in the time frame? This is something that just kicked off like the whole idea of like taking it to this, like probably three months ago. So. Well, the, in, the in, interesting thing about the, the, you know, the shutdown and, and what it did, you know, I mean, Jesus freaking jujitsu. I mean, it's the complete opposite of social distancing. We're like, we need to get as close to you as possible because that's the best way to strangle you. Um, <laughs> that's what we like to do. Um, so, you know, like the school that I was training and teaching out of, um, you know, they just got the harsh shutdown, no timeline on like when you could open again. Um, you know, they ended up losing the, their, their space because they weren't making any money, you know, and it's something that's very, very difficult to teach virtually. Um, it, it certainly needs to be like predominantly hands-on. Um, and so they ended up vacating and leaving and, and, you know, it, it hurt me in a number of ways because emotionally it was like an, an amazing place. Like my entire family trained there. It was a real community center, but also made like really good money teaching there. And I, you know, I miss that. It sucks. Um, it's starting to come back and it's funny for me, it, it worked kind of, kind of similarly. I don't, you know, and I'm near the uh, reach you do in terms of Instagram and TikTok, but I was just like regularly posting those videos and posting like my workouts just to kind of ins- inspire people. And it took a while because here people were like really freaked out people still like, there's still like a lot of people walking in the park with masks on. And I'm like, mm-hmm. don't wear it near anybody. Like, yeah, but whatever. Um, I'm not your mama. Um, but, but people, once people started to get vaccinated big time here, people started to reach out and say, Hey man, you know, I'd like to start training with you. I'd like to start doing like privates with you. So I started to get like one-on-ones where before we were doing all class instruction, but you know, I don't care at this point, like, you know, there's money on the table and it's, and I, I absolutely love it. Um, so what I noticed is that, so many places, so many gyms, whether it was martial arts, whether it was like boxing, whether it was strictly fitness, uh, a lot of them closed or have temporarily closed and haven't opened back up. And it's created a big opportunity for anybody that was like thinking about doing their own thing and just getting into it. And it's almost like green pastures because they were not equipped for any kind of virtual instruction. And for someone like you, it was probably inherent in your business plan am i correct yeah i mean you were just the, every the whole world was on zoom <laughs> you were just like oh this is what we're doing now so can you kind of can you kind of talk about that process and like what was what your what you were your thinking was and, and your approach for getting started in the whole thing um well i'd always wanted to get into entrepreneurship i tried a couple other things before this i tried a marketing agency that did not work. Like I hired a couple of coaches. That didn't work. And then I really just dug deep. I was like, why am I doing all this whenever, like, I've done fitness forever. I know I know fitness more than anything. It's my passion. I love doing it. So that's really when that sparked. And I started working with, uh, you know, Isaac Master. Yep. Master Ventures. He helped me clear up my brain stuff. And we essentially built a business up. And it's ready to go now. Yeah, he's been on the show. Great, he's really great with personal branding and and such. I'm curious about the marketing agency thing you 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 went after. So you like you were trying to start like a, a an agency for for like digital marketing. Yeah, so I was really just learning Facebook ads and all that. I was going to work with real estate agents. I just I couldn't figure it out. There was something I didn't know. 
I yeah. mean, maybe in the future, if I wanted to do that, I could learn it, but I'm going to stick with fitness. I know it. I love it. I don't even know why. I think the problem with that was I was seeing a lot of people on YouTube. You have like drop shipping, marketing agencies. And I was like, oh, cool. Cause like, they're just these gurus, you know? And, and you were just like, I'm going to try that out. <laughs> I'm going to try I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, that's something I think that takes it. Uh, most of it, I, I'd say most businesses, anything you want to get started, it's going to take a lot of commitment. Um, what I, what I admire about you is that you've chosen to do something that you're really passionate about. That's really like part of your fabric. Um, that's, that's almost like a necessity these days because it's so tight. It's so hard. There are times where you're not making a lot of money where, where you just really feel like the weight is the, the waves are coming in heavy and you just don't know, you know, it's like you sink or swim, you know? And if, if you're passionate about it, if it's something you're really, really dedicated to and it's part of your lifestyle, it makes the task, I'm not saying easy, but just a little easier. <laughs> you know, it's, if it's something that you would do for nothing, when you start to get paid for it, 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 it does make it that much better. You know, the payoff is that much better. And if you, and if it's something you started doing for nothing, when it happens in the middle of your business life cycle, where you're like, Oh shit, we're not making any money. You're like, well, I remember when I did this for nothing. Whereas, you know, starting something like a marketing agency where it's not like part of your life. If you didn't grow up with marketing and you weren't like a marketing geek in, in like high school and you're just like, Oh, I'm going to give this a try you know, all that, all that resistance comes at you. And you're like, I don't really love it that much. I really don't. I think I'm going to go back to work now. So again, good on you for like recognizing that um, early on. I still think it's a good move because again, it's, it's a, it could be it's potentially a high profit uh, industry because, you know, you're, you're not, you're not preparing, you know, you're not buying raw materials and preparing goods. You can do it on kind of like a skinny step if you're really smart with it. Um, and, and really like, you know, provide results for, for clients, you'll, you know, you start raking in some pretty good cash, you know, it's, it's high margin, which is nice. And, and I think like the real big lesson from uh, everybody's like self-assessment during COVID was like, there was a lot of inefficiency. I mean, I found it in, even in my own businesses and I, I kind of prided myself as like an efficient business owner. And I was like, shit, man, we're wasting a lot of money in these places. Um, and, and I think that's why you saw a lot of people tank like gyms, you know, they were just like, man, we were barely making any money as it is. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you get this, the constraints put on you and you're like, there's no way we can survive. That's, you know, you, you kind of made your own bed in that way, in that regard. Um, and, and I think it was industry wide. I think there were a lot of industries that just did certain things because it was like industry standard and it cost a lot of money and it was kind of useless so if you can avoid that going forward, but again, I think it's great for like guys in your position because there's no, there's no rule book written on this right now. It's like, does that excite you? Are you the kind of person that's excited by that? I'm, I'm really excited about that. Actually. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's like, that's when, you know, like someone's got entrepreneurship in their DNA when they're like, when everybody's like, man, I don't know what's going on. And they're like all freaking out. And you're like, I don't either, but we're going to go and have some, but we're going to try. We're going to yeah, do yeah. it. <laughs> that's, that's a real recipe for success. Um, so at, at this point, how many, like how many clients would you say you work with, like on a monthly basis? Are you doing like, how, how are you setting up your, your, your program? Are you doing like, uh, one-offs with people? Or are you trying to get them to sign up for like, uh, recurring, uh, like subscription-based kind of, uh, instruction? 
Well, like I said, I've trained in the past. I kind of dropped that. And, like, this is when I was really focused on modeling and stuff. So I'm just not picking it back up. So I only have a few clients at the moment. But um, I'm going, it's, like, ready. Like, I'm back to it. So it should be back up soon. But, yeah, I'm going to offer one-on-one. And that's the main ones, one-on-one. And I'm going to have some pre-built plans for people that just get into fitness. Right. I'm also going to have some freebies because, you know, you have people, a lot of people are iffy about the whole fitness subject and getting started. So that'll kind of give them like a boost of motivation, I feel like. But one-on-one is definitely the main focus for sure because uh, it's just uh, people can succeed with plans, like succeed with stuff that they can just do their own. But I feel like it's a lot more beneficial, especially with these people that want to lose 150 pounds over time like they need more hands-on they need more accountability they need more guidance so so have you kind of like narrowed down who like your ideal uh client is in terms of that are you are you are you um has, has it kind of been discerned yet whether it's like i'm gonna help like people that are way out of shape to get in like decent shape or is it more like I'm going to help guys that are in good shape that want to get to elite shape and be more like fitness model kind of material? What have you, have you uh, spent much time thinking about that yet? I haven't done that yet. I'm kind of sticking with general for a bit. Just going with, cause like, you know, I have a lot of people on Instagram and stuff that want to be trained. So I kind of have that influence already coming over. Eventually I do plan on niching down in the future. I think I want to work with other entrepreneurs. Yeah. That's, that's good. No, the, it, and, and what I was going to say, too, is like when it, what it really comes down to when you're when you're really like landing clients is the interpersonal connection you have with them. So like you might have like the best technique and everything, but if they think you're an asshole, it, <laughs> it won't matter. You know, they're not going to stick long. They might be like, oh, he's cool for a minute and then they're out. But if you like if they really connect with you on that level. So I don't I've noticed is a lot of the people that I'm starting to work with are both entrepreneurial and fitness oriented and like that really it really gets me pumped up and they are out there i mean it's funny how like the two go hand in hand often because like a lot a lot of people that are really going after it on the entrepreneurial side they're also they have these other goals they have these other fuels and Mm -hmm. fitness is just one of them and i don't know if you listen to joe rogan much but he's always talking about like that endorphin release you get where you get up in the morning and you just put yourself through your routine, you know, you, you hit it, you hit it hard. And then you're like, I'm ready to go, man. And those are the people that are, that tend to be more of like the high flyers and are not afraid to go out and branch on your own. So I think you're definitely onto something in terms of like ideal client with that, whether they're out of shape and want to get in shape or already in good shape and want to get in better shape. But just if you kind of like pitch it that way and, and kind of market it to those people, I think, I think everybody gets a lot more value out of it, yourself included, you know, because you want to receive something, you know, as well as like the business owner besides, I mean, we all want to get paid for sure. But like, it's that, it's that feeling at the end of the day that you're like, you're helping people in more than one way. And my understanding of entrepreneurship is just like, we're problem solvers, you know, like we assess the situation, we recognize like there's a problem and it needs a solution and we offer it. And like, it's no different than fitness, you know? So it's, it's funny how a lot of fitness people I've noticed are starting to flip to like business consulting, you know, and coaching because you're already in this market of like helping people often with their physical needs. Um, but once you realize like, Oh, there's other things they need help with. And if you have the solution, you plug it in and then boom, you get the entrepreneur t-shirt, not the athlete t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. exactly. All right. 
We're going to take one more quick break and we'll wrap this guy up. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Last uh, last portion of the show. Let's make it our best. So we talked about your past. We talked about current situation. Now let's talk about the future. You alluded to earlier your uh, your aspirations to move to Miami. What's in Miami? <laughs> Miami's great. My dad's from Miami. We used to go there all the time. Um, yeah. What's the connection to Miami for you? Well, I go down there a good bit for modeling, and I just, I really love the culture. I love the warm weather. I'm sick of winter. I hate the cold. Yeah. Um, I know a good bit of people down there, other models, entrepreneurs. I just really want to switch it up, make myself uncomfortable, get out of this small town. I don't like small towns. Very nice. Key word, get, make yourself uncomfortable. That's a big, that's a big part of the journey. That's great. And so you created, you created, you know, you've got your brand, which is, I think is a really good brand, uh, Mandeville Fitness. It's, it's, you got, you know, you got a good thing going on, decent, you know, good logo and everything. Um, you were saying, you know, you're working virtually now, but you, you have interest of, of starting some sort of studio and, and getting in person. Um, what are your, what are your preliminary thoughts on that? How, what's your vision for like how it would operate? I'm curious. I mean, I'd obviously, I'd start out by myself for a bit. It wouldn't be a big studio. <clears throat> and I'd, <clears throat> sorry. I'd eventually bring on a couple more trainers, potentially. 
kind of just operate like a small gym. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. this is a personal training studio, so it's not going to be like a gym. I mean, yeah. eventually, I would like to open a gym. But if it's studio, yeah, I just run it by myself for a bit and then bring on some other trainers in the future. And then what's kind of the, uh, you know, the, the backbone of your, your training, like what, what kind of apparatus where, you know, how do you, how do you, uh, approach fitness with clients or like, what's your vision, I guess. Cause right now you're doing it virtually. So you're like, <laughs> you got to work with what they have wherever they're at. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll start off by asking also the first thing, what kind of equipment do you have available? Cause I'm mostly nobody, like a lot of people's gyms are still shut. So they have bands good and their body weight good. And I'll just do a run through like their goals, what they've done in the past, their motives are for hitting this goal. Really just dig deep with that and get them right. So then for your like your your space, like your studio, what would what would be the main thing that you would have in there? Are you more of like a you know, barbell, dumbbell kind of guy or more like kettlebell and like rings and ropes? I'd say probably barbell, dumbbell. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you want to focus mainly on like one-on-one at first and just build like a good client base. Um, have you ever had a commercial lease before? I have not. Yeah. They're not terrible, especially right now. I mean, again, you're, you're situated nicely. So what's happened um, over the last year is that landlords realized their uh, their leases were not very friendly to situations like this. And everybody lost a lot of money where prior you know, landlords maybe uh, had kind of the upper hand at the situation, just depending on on the nature of the lease and what was written in on it. Um, but but now they're allowing like crazy amendments, um, and they're just you know really bending over backwards for new tenants, which is odd because a lot of them just screwed the previous tenant. So if you were a tenant, you know, in March of 2020, they were kind of like, oh, sucks for you, fuck you, pay me, you know, and now they're like. Yeah, no, if, you know, let's write into the lease, you know, some amendment that if the government shuts you down, you don't have to pay rent or you at least only pay partial rent. So um, I would say definitely get like a good, um, like a good lease attorney before you sign anything, especially in a city like Miami. Like if you were, you know, in your town, you probably do some handshake deals. I mean, it's crazy. I just got, I, in, in this building, I've had a, a music studio for like the last eight years and another room opened up in, in the basement. And uh, it's kind of like perfect for what you're talking about. It's small. And so I took it on and I've been teaching down there because it's like completely closed off from everything. Nobody can see it. You know, we're isolated. We're by ourselves. So people that are not ready to see like people working out together yet, you know, they don't see it. And you kind of just get to like operate freely. The rent's cheap, which is really good. I would definitely try to negotiate like the cheaper the rent, the more oh, yeah. money goes, goes into your pocket. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just worked out to be this kind of like ideal scenario. I don't know if it'll turn into something bigger one day, but like, that's what I'm asking all these questions. Cause I'm in a similar boat and I'm like, I kind of would like to open some kind of facility one day that, that deals with like fitness and martial arts and just wellness in general. Um, cool. but I, yeah, it's cool. But like, I've also signed a bunch of leases and like lost businesses because of leases. So I'm like, I'm like tiptoeing in, but I would definitely say like, and, and, you know, if you're doing it in Miami, like find a local attorney, you know, somebody that's like right in there that knows like the, the nuances of the local regulation and everything like that. Um, and then, you know, you have to get insurance too, which sucks. There's no way around yeah. that. That'll still be, that's going to be a bit part of the studio thing. I'm more focused on the virtual building that up as good as I can and then do that. So yeah. Maybe a year or two before I even 
take action on that. Yeah, I think that's a good move because everybody's so responsive to it right now. You know, um, in so many ways, it's it's been a benefit and, and helped a lot of people. I mean, even for me at the restaurant, you know, we never did any kind of takeout before. It's definitely like the kind of place where you come and sit for like a couple hours. And like, you know, it just, just wasn't part of our program. And now it is, even though we're, we're pretty much back open and, and at full steam, people are still just like placing online orders and stuff like that. And it's just extra money and we don't have to do much work for it. It's, it's kind becoming, of nice. it's becoming the new. I, yeah, I'd say you probably would be able to continue even once you have a space doing some sort of virtual or at least like, um, have you ever done any kind of like webinars or any like pre-recorded videos where it's just like a workout thing that you could put, put up? Well, I did, I did one for an app one time, like, yeah. Did you do it? This was a while back. Did like an ab exercise. So I kind of done something like that. Um, I again, I I mentioned in the last segment. You know, I'm in a number of like clubhouse rooms and masterminds and things like that. And um, it's all based on entrepreneurship. And a lot of these guys are coming from the fitness space um, and coaching space, but dealing. You know, some of them are PTs. Um, you know, some of them are like some of them are PhDs in physical therapy. And you know the the squeeze was put on them last year you know it was hard to see clients they all had to go virtual um and again a lot of them are kicking into like more like business coaching and stuff right now but um the feedback i've heard from a lot of them lately is like they're a lot of them are getting away they're getting more away from one-on-one and private i mean some of them they can't completely but they're subsidizing with these kind of like digital offerings so whether it's like um you know an exclusive kind of uh uh, webinar or or pre-recorded video that they would not necessarily get just working one-on-one with you they've monetized it and it's kind of nice because you just record it once you know you put money into your pro- production and everything like that but then it just archives at houses and people can continue to purchase it i'm like you don't have to update it you don't have to do anything you just make sure that it's available and that the download codes are available um and it's just extra money for you so that's something else to think about as you're like building you know have like i always tell people and, and this was advice that I was given a long time ago. Um, it's better to own 20% of five things and 100% of one. So you can do that even within your own brand, like chop it up and have like these different components. And you'll see like, there'll be a time where like your online services is like making you a shit ton of money. You know, like, oh, well, that's great. And then there'll be a time where like in-person is making you a lot of money and online is down. And it's like, but if you have those multiple components, you, you just always kind of have money coming in. So, you know, the world's all fucked up and changing and flipping on its side all the time. Yeah. Even faster these days. So, like, it's better to just go with it, you know, make that, like, kind of make it part of your business model than being like, I'm going to do this and that's it and that's how I want to make money. That's that's usually, like, like they say, like, stiff branches crack, you know, mm-hmm. some branches bend and move. I want to do, do a subscription model for sure yeah. in the near future. I'm just trying to build up a little bit more. I'm about to start going really hard on YouTube. That's where I'm going to put yeah. all my value. I've been neglecting YouTube. YouTube's such a great platform. It's hard. And, and Facebook too. Like you have you have uh, the business page on Facebook. Utilize that. Not so much your personal account, but I think it's even easier to monetize on Facebook than it is on YouTube these days. So really, I looked into yeah. that. Sure. There was we. I talked to this guy. He was like blowing my mind with like how quickly he monetized on Facebook compared to YouTube. So. We're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, before we go, I want you to let everybody know where they can uh, get in touch with you. If they want to, if they want to uh, solicit your services or just learn more, um, what's the best way to contact you? Where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So all my socials are Logan Mandeville altogether. My last name is spelled M A N 
D-E-V-I-L-L-E. And if you want to check out my personal training pages, they're all Mandeville Fitness, except for Twitter is Mandeville Fit. So you can find me basically on every platform. And do you have a website yet? I do, mandevillefitness.com. Beautiful. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. And I'd love to check in in like a few months and see see kind of like your progress and where you're at. Absolutely. Thank you. Looking forward awesome, to it. man. Great. All right. Well, you have a great weekend. The rest of you have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Peace out.